0: Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And McDonald's for a limited time.
1: Good morning. It is Wednesday, February 28th. It is 7 Minutes After 9 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. What's up? Well, I was just—I
2: <laughs> was thinking yesterday we were having a conversation, and this will kind of dovetail into our our lead story. We were having a, a conversation with various people in the building, and isn't it interesting how generally apathetic society is to the presidential election as a whole, and apathetic to government as a whole. Mm-hmm. Since really twenty, the the twenty twenty carried into twenty twenty one, and that was this you know this complete chaos, and people were just consumed in it. And it is almost like, sometime in twenty twenty one, people just said, "I've had enough of all of this, and these players, and these people." Mm -hmm. And my my response to this is not going to be engaging further to fix it, but rather to largely check out and just. Extract myself from the conversation as a collective, and I, I. The more this person said this, I thought for a second, oh, that person's full of it. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And then the more I thought about it, and I thought how there has been a general lack of enthusiasm for the primary structure as a whole this time around. Now, obviously, there really isn't one on the Democrat side, but there was one this time on the Republican side, and it was kind of milk toast, general lack of enthusiasm I and mean, you had some real players running on the Republican side including the heir apparent of Ron DeSantis I would have thought people were going to be consumed mm-hmm. by a DeSantis Trump primary and it just never happened and I just think people are generally just completely exhausted and apathetic to what is shaping up to be a Trump Biden rematch because we have seen obviously you've seen the Biden show for 50 years and it was never entertaining to begin with other than when he was saying just wildly inappropriate and wacky comments about people and the Trump it's like after eight years, it's a rerun. We've kind of seen
1: it all. We've seen this show before. And so
2: the question that I would have for people us, want to change
1: the channel on this show, right? And I'm not even looking at this, this show. Oh, dude. <laughs> but, of course you're hanging on every word this show says,
2: I, like I it was just passing. I thought, I thought about that all day yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, when that person said that, initially I just thought, ah, oh, they're they're full of it, and then I realized the diehards are always going to engage. Mm-hmm. But how, how for the collective, the country as a collective, do we, as people who are first and foremost in the entertainment business, how do we make Trump, Biden, or government as a whole? Let's face it, Mike Johnson is a bore. Mm -hmm. the Speaker of the House, Mm -hmm. Chuck Schumer as a person is a bore, the leader in the Senate. Joe Biden doesn't know where he's at most of the time. And Trump, we've seen it. There's nothing new Trump's going to do at this point that we've seen out play for eight years. How do we make this entertaining? Because I think people are just they're like, gosh, and the polling shows it. anybody but these two, anybody but these two.
1: So what do we do in our business? To make this entertaining. Because it's these two. We just make fun of them more. I don't know how you make fun of them more than we already are, but that's the thing. I think so many people, it's like, you know, the Wizard of Oz, the the, the screen, the curtain has been removed. You know what these people are, and you're just sick of being gaslit by all of them, all the time.
2: Yeah, and-, and uh, what Enough! Was it, well, what was interesting was in 2022, I really thought, man, there's going to be this, this like surge of enthusiasm for new government, better government, good government, people are going to hyper-engage, and it just simply, it, it didn't happen. And so you're saying, oh, okay, well, you know- Maybe it was, you know, hey, people aren't fired up about Doctor Oz. People aren't fired up about, you know, the guy in Nevada, whatever. And so then, okay, hey, 2023, here we go. We've got this super interesting primary. You know, you've got Ron DeSantis, who's this incredible governor, and people are going to be fired up about that and something different. And he's going to go at, you know, he's coming for the king, right? And so they got this shape would be this great thing. And that didn't happen. Mm -mm. So maybe after three, kind of two election, two years in a row of seeing this thing play out... Maybe the person who told us that is right. Maybe people are just so bored and sick of Trump and Biden. And obviously, with Biden, it is it, like it's wild and wacky. Remember like, when George Bush forgot "Fool Me Once, Shame on Me" and couldn't mm-hmm. finish it, or some guy threw a shoe at him in Iraq? Like these are it, these are individual events that are not taking place on a daily basis right. that you can look at and kind of chuckle and go, "Oh boy, that wasn't that interesting." But with Biden,
1: it's every day.
2: It's the every day, and it's not even interesting anymore. It, it's it's not even interesting anymore because, it, first of all, it's so alarming and scary. But you're right. It happens every single day. People are just like, that's our
1: president. It's just so much all the time. We're just inundated with it constantly. I mean, uh, here's another example. A uh, 19-year-old illegal from Honduras was arrested in Louisiana after a violent crime spree, including holding a 14-year-old girl at knife point while he raped her. But yet we are told over and over and over on a daily basis that the border is secure. I just think people are just so sick of being lied to. Well,
2: that's part of it, right?
1: There's just, it's like we've got nothing left to give to these people because they're giving nothing, nothing to us.
2: We are the giving tree. We are Shel Silverstein's <laughs> Giving Tree by We the American Public. And you're right, Casey. And it comes back to this conversation that we had, was it last week? It must have been last week. Maybe it was this week. I don't know. Anyway, we're going to talk about in just a little bit that hearing that took place at the Indiana Government Center yesterday, mm-hmm. where they're just kicking people off the ballot left and right. And you realize these two parties, and I'm not talking about the people that are on the Indian Election Commission. They're following the law. They're doing what they are obligated to do by statute. I'm talking about the lawmakers who write the law. That these parties, the Democrats and Republicans alike, are wholly invested in you, you being the listener right now, being nothing to them other than a vote and a donation. Mm -hmm. They don't want you a part of the process. They don't want you a part of the solution. They don't want you a part of the equation. They don't want any person who resembles an uncontrollable human being whatsoever being allowed to come into this process. And I think you're right, Casey. I think people are looking at the country they're looking at what the politicians are
1: doing. How often were we told Bidenomics is working? <laughs> Bidenomics is working. You just don't know it yet. And and people have just said, okay,
2: I'm I'm out of, I'm out of this. And I and I you and I had this conversation the other day. There's no one more passionate about this than me. But I've told you on a local level, like I'm just sick of going to these meetings because they don't listen. It doesn't matter what. How overwhelming opposition is to something They just ignore it and do what they're going to do And I told you, I said at this point I'm just ready to just flamethrow everyone And that's on a local (laughs) level Because the public shaming and humiliation Seems to be the only weapon I have left Mm -hmm. And people, I am as engaged as you can possibly be, Casey Right I am as engaged and passionate and fired up And have been for 15 years as a human being can possibly be And even I'm like, these people just don't listen anymore they don't care about us they work against us and it's kind of going to go to what we're i guess about to, uh, sorry i derailed that whole opening segment but i just it, it's been on my mind since we had that conversation yesterday about this stuff with immigration and how they're still apparently pushing for you got to give the money to ukraine. ukraine we'll deal with border later mm-hmm. you hey johnson you got to roll over and give the it's just they're uninteresting people they're tired old people they're people who do the same stuff over and over and over again and we got to make this stuff entertaining casey
1: uh well you know you may- you Ukraine. There was this big meeting in the White House yesterday. You had all the big players there and Chuck Schumer left the meeting and he was talking to reporters. And what was the first thing out of his mouth? We got to send money to Ukraine.
2: And so we said to the speaker, get it done. I told him this is one of the moments I said i have been around here a long time. It's maybe four or five times mm-hmm. that history is looking over your shoulder. And if you don't do the right thing, whatever the immediate politics are, you will regret it. And so the right thing to Chuck Schumer is not taking care of the people here. Right. It's not serving the people who pay taxes. It's not serving the people who go to work each day. It's not serving the people who make the country what this incredibly just thing, this just incredible juggernaut that has been the greatest idea ever. ever conceived by man his response is you must you're going to be judged in history mike johnson on if you give 60 billion dollars to a country that doesn't even like us
1: yes he's browbeating the speaker of the house into sending more money to another country meanwhile the problems here keep stacking up of course people are apathetic because these politicians don't care about us at all all
2: right let's take a break I need you to tell me what we're supposed to do during the break because I, I'm fresh out of ideas, Casey.
0: <laughs> it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.
1: I believe at the end of the day, the total was 64.3% to 31.6%. We're talking Michigan primary. Good morning. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And that was uh, Donald Trump beating Nikki Haley for the uh, GOP Michigan primary.
2: Well, at least she made it close, Casey.
1: <laughs> and then you had Joe Biden. How did he finish? Uh, he finished on top. He had what? About 100,000 votes were sent to uncommitted so
2: so they went with somebody other than than Biden so obviously the republic as of right now these guys are both going to be the nominee now we'll see what happens as we roll through the spring and into the summer but it's going to be Trump versus Biden and and um we talked a lot about Nikki Haley was it Monday i guess probably would have been monday we talked about that because she obviously got smoked in South Carolina the same way she got smoked in Michigan and it's pretty clear i mean the numbers have been Somewhat accurate. I mean, Trump has gotten over 50% of the vote in every state. And as the numbers have dwindled, it's, you know, two thirds of the people want Trump and Nikki Haley's kind of a protest vote. So it's basically two thirds of the party really want Trump and a third don't. And, but again, it comes back to what we talked about in this open, in the this segment to open the show, which is there is a general, not to be Jimmy Carter here, but I guess I'll use the word malaise mm-hmm. about the condition of the country. And I think people. I think 2020 was such a shock to the American system that you see this in times of crisis where people have, you know, very traumatic events happen to them and they're almost in a sense of shock where you'll ask them things and they may not remember or they don't respond accurately or they, you know, you'd think there would be some level of in, you know, uh excitement, I'm not saying excitement in a good way, but excitement in their voice and there's just nothing. And I think that's kind of where the country is right now. I think the country is still so disheartened and shell shocked from 2020 that they're kind of like, "What's the point of engagement at all?"
1: Mm-hmm. A little bit of cognitive dissonance. You think the country is suffering from PTSD?
2: Well, if you're Indiana, 2020. So, so take Indiana for example. If you're a passionate conservative voter, if you're a re- what you might you know call a reliable Republican voter, you have to look at yourself and say, "We are a." on paper, as red a state as you're possibly gonna get. We have super majorities in the House and Senate, you have a Republican governor, you have seven of the nine US reps are Republicans, the two US senators are Republican, and all of your statewide office holders that you're still allowed to vote on, because they stole your right to vote on superintendent, um, are, are Republican. And yet, if you look at Indiana, over the past seven years, what have you gotten? The budget has increased 37.5%, Casey, Mm -hmm. 37.5% since 2017. It went from $32 billion to $44 billion under this Republican-dominated rule. Property taxes skyrocketed. Gas taxes skyrocketed. Growth of government in scope and size skyrocketed. Look at what happened in 2020 where Holcomb shuts the state down and only two of the Republicans, two of the su- in the supermajority, 100-plus Republicans between the House and Senate, two of them, spoke up john jacob and kurt nicely and look at what happened to those guys they got a million dollars spent against them in a primary to get them bounced out if you're a voter in this state and we'll get to next segment what they did to those people kicking them off the ballot yesterday don't you just look around and go what's the point in even voting Mm -hmm. i voted the air quote right way and what did get me bigger government bigger taxes nothing for me Hey, if you're a mega corporation, Indiana's a great place to come to because we're going to take a half a billion dollars from poor and middle class people and give it to you so you can have sweetheart real estate deals out in Boone County. But if you're a regular person, if you're a rank and file person who has done everything the right way and you get up and go to work each day, don't you look around and go, what's the point in even participating anymore?
1: What's the point? Well, and keep in mind that it's tax season. A lot of people are filling out their paperwork right now, getting more and more frustrated as you're turning money over to the government and they're sending it over to Ukraine. And yet illegals are crossing our southern border. And we're being told that the border is secure, but we all know it's not. We are bombarded
2: with ads on this radio station of people running for public office, which is wonderful. Thank you. We, we appreciate that. And we have these, these politicians in uh, all the you know. We've had these governors, candidates. We're going to have a bunch of these other, other people who are running for various offices. Other than, and, I, and I'm, I'm not being facetious when I say this, other than Micah, There's not a single solitary one of these people who I have heard an ad or met or have known who I have any faith in whatsoever. Micah Beckwith is the only person running for lieutenant governor that I have a a shred of faith in that would actually fight or give a damn about me.
1: Well, that's what that article, what was it, the Wall Street Journal said about Donald Trump, that people feel that he's the only one who would fight for them. Yet there's still this less than thrilled prospect that it's going to be a Trump Biden election,
2: and 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 so this is my this is my point. I think Trump would try. I I believe Donald Trump would try to make the country a better place, but I think Trump is so hated, and that cabal will so work against him. And I think when you couple that with his general complete lack of self discipline, and his inability to put people around him who will form some sort of insular wall from that cabal. And take that sledgehammer necessary. Then I don't think he's going to get anything done. And I think people see that. I think people see that. There's almost no one left to believe in. There's almost no one left to be fired up about. There's almost no one left to be passionate about. And when you do get those people, you realize it's going to end up like Trump, where the 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 the, the machine is so strong that they will destroy. Whichever person happens to slip past the crack and get into public office.
1: All right. Well, we're going to talk about that machine and our need for a reason to believe coming up.
2: Can we talk about what happened yesterday at the government center as well? Can we talk about all these people who tried to be a part of the process, Mm -hmm. who tried to engage, who tried to make a difference, and were just told, no, you're not allowed? Can we talk about that?
1: Yep. It's on the way with 93 WIBC.com. on this radio station, although they told him, sorry, you're out. They bounced him. It is 9.32 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So John Rust, the Republican candidate for Indiana's open U.S. Senate seat, will not be on the ballot in the Republican primary, and that is according to a decision that was made yesterday by the Indiana Election Commission.
2: Okay, so before we get into this segment, Casey and I, and Casey will vouch for this because she is the voice of truth, honesty, in the American world. Way. Try to be. Uh, we uh, we had lunch yesterday mm-hmm. with. The, I have a a very good friend who is, uh, and it's amazing. We are the total odd couple of politics because he is as establishment as you can possibly get, and. Uh, you know, I've been very, very good friends with this person for many, many years. He's been very good to me, and we've formed a very close bond. And we had lunch with him mm-hmm. yesterday. Yep. And did he or did he not talk about the importance of this radio show, this specific radio show, yes. and what we do every single day?
1: I believe, and it's something that we've kind of labeled Micah Beckwith as the conservative voice of Indiana, but he was actually giving that Crown to you. Well,
2: let's be honest. It is us, Casey. Like we did that in fun with Micah because, and Micah's great as we talked about earlier, but we are it. We are the voice of the people and there is not a single solitary person in the media, in the city or the state that engages each day with the honesty and passion of this show. Mm -hmm. And for the person yesterday to say that, you know, it's true because we don't play on the same team when it comes to what sort of people we'd like to see running society. So I struggle because the challenge here is and I realize the first two segments kind of a downer <laughs> but it now is now my job to try to lift people back up because oh, you man. do realize it's like I'm pissed off Casey uh-huh. and part of us being the voice of the people and having the platform to say the things that other people can't or won't say it comes with great responsibility and we kind of just have it's like a long therapy session each day. It's kind of what we do. It's like you are my therapist, Casey.
1: <laughs> Great. And I wish I were paid like you're and therapist. instead of being
2: on a couch where <laughs> only one person is hearing me. There's tens of thousands of people Work hearing it out. me. And Casey, whatever she's paid, I have no idea. But it's not nearly enough. Um, so you have the challenge here is to tell people what's going on because we say how people feel. I say how people feel. But yet we've gotta we gotta swing it back and give people a reason to try to believe believe and re-engage. <laughs> so just this hour. Look, I realize the first couple of segments were kind of a downer. This one's not gonna be super happy, but you need to hear it and then we're gonna talk about how we make it better. Okay. How about that? Okay. Great. Very good. All right. So yesterday was um I call it disenfranchisement day. <laughs> um And this happens every election cycle where um, the establishment will take a look at undesirables in the Democrat and Republican Party. And um, because they have weaponized the law against regular people running, they find ways to kick them off the ballot. Now, I want to be very clear. This is in no way an indictment of the people on the Indian Election Commission or Indian Election Division. They're simply following the law that was put in front of them. And on multiple occasions yesterday in this day, this whole entire day of hearing, The people on the commission at various times would say that, I want this person to be able to run. I think, you know, there would be interest in this person running. Rust was one of them. Mm -hmm. Yet the law is very clear, and these people are saying, look, I have to do what the law says, and I'm obligated to follow the law. The bad guy here is not the commission who kicked the people off the ballot. The bad guys are the Republicans and the Democrats who rig the system so that undesirables or people they are not 100% certain that they cannot control are not allowed to run. And what I saw yesterday with John and look, this happened to a whole bunch of people. But when I saw yesterday people literally taking victory laps on social media
1: mm-hmm.
2: and you, don't kid yourself, these are complete party insider people. Their only interest is being liked and accepted inside the party. And some of these people who were on social media, I know them, I've known many of them well. One of the people who did this, I would actually consider a friend, he's a big fan of this show and I know he's gonna hear this. What you people did yesterday is gross because you didn't do this to serve the public good. You didn't do this to serve society. You didn't do this to try to make uh, Indiana a more liberty-minded institution. You didn't do this in the name of giving people more choices or more accountability in your government. You did this to be party stooges. You did this because you want to be liked or accepted or glad-handed or whatever inside the party. What you did yesterday was deny people choice. What you did was help send a message yesterday to society about what we've talked about. Where in the state of Indiana, to the Republican and Democrat parties alike, you are a regular person. You are nothing more than a vote and a donation. The Republicans don't actually want a big tent. They want your money. Mm-hmm. They want your vote but they don't want you involved in the process they don't want you to be able to make a difference in your community there are people it is crazy casey there is no, there's how convoluted and screwed up our ballot access laws are there's no one that's meaner to the republicans in this state than me i say and it's true mm-hmm. the stuff i say But I say stuff about the Republican Party in Indiana on a consistent basis on this on this station every single day that if we're gauging who's the best Republican here, I should be number zero on the list. (laughs) Yet by these convoluted, messed up laws that the Republicans and Democrats alike have teamed up together to pass
1: I am eligible. I am a Republican in good standing, Casey. Mm -hmm. You can run for office, but people like John Rust cannot. (laughs) It is unbelievably gross. It's all a way just to secure their power. And I thought the most telling thing, and I sent this to you with the comment, run straight to the comments (laughs) on this Twitter post by Todd Young. Congrats to Jim Banks on officially becoming the GOP nominee for Senate today. Jim and I have collaborated on issues critical to Indiana and our national security, and I look forward to working together in the Senate. Okay, a couple things. Here's Todd Young trying to attach his name to Jim Banks. Mm-hmm. And also, Todd Young, just to be clear, you kicked out his only competition, John Rust.
2: <laughs> but they did that to Danny Niederberger, remember, in 2022 they kicked him off the ballot as well and re- and 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 so remember because this is go- this will happen now you mark my words remember when abdul was in here and we asked him about jim banks and the establishment and he just chuckled and what he tell us he basically said you don't get any more establishment than jim banks and that you know i'm not abdul didn't use these exact words but correct me if i'm wrong casey that was the tenor of mm-hmm. abdul's tone that jim banks is a total establishment And so what you're now going to have is someone who will run without competition, just like Todd Young did, who cannot now lose this race because the Democrats are so inept and so radical in their positions that that average person is never going to vote for them. And what will happen is Jim Banks will walk in there with zero competition, zero sense of accountability, and already having publicly hitched his wagon to Hupfer Holcomb Incorporated, better known as the Indiana Republican Party, of which he is endorsed by. And now you have Todd Young telling you everything you need to know about Jim Banks in that if Todd Young supports you, that should be a giant red flag. Because we know, what have we gotten now, let's see, seventeen. what has been seven years with Todd Young, what have we gotten? Record government, uh, record deficits, record spending. Todd Young told me he's for all of that Mm -hmm. at the stacks, case. And he's going to
1: continue and keep going.
2: So that is very likely what you're now going to get with Jim Banks.
1: It's a reminder, the voters don't choose the politicians in this state. The party does.
2: By the way, it's so rich Todd Young being excited about anyone getting kicked off the ballot when Todd Young didn't get his signatures in 2016 and yet was saved because the Indiana Election Commission, by design of the politicians, is set up essentially ties and by a vote of two to two keep in mind two people said Todd Young didn't get those signatures you got to go but because the vote is designed for chaos and friction Todd Young was allowed to stay a U.S. Senator yet he is a giddy Todd Young is giddy about someone getting kicked off the ballot when he was allowed to stay
1: so john russ came out and he said today proved that the political insiders are continuing to rig our elections it's this kind of disregard for hoosiers that inspired me to run for the u.s senate in the first place we're going to be appealing this all the way up to the united states supreme court if necessary all
2: right so i'm a man of my word Mm -hmm. i would like to take a break yeah and then when we come back we're gonna we're gonna it's like the movie, right? The low point of the movie, <laughs> and then we are now going to. This the arc? We're going to swing back up here. Okay. We're going to talk about what we've got to do, <laughs> what we can do, how we still. It is. Uh, it's like Scrooge. This Wait, is
1: like guy gets girl guy loses girl and now this is when guy gets girl back right
2: this is what we've got to do we're gonna be like scrooge waking up from the visiting (laughs) by the three ghosts uh we can still there is still time to change
0: all right you're listening to kendall and casey on 93 wibc raise a spoon to grandma who always took all the hungry cousins to mcdonald's for mcnuggets and the play play slide have something sweet in her honor Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.
1: told me once that America's favorite pastime is building someone up and then watching them fall. <laughs> just to build them back up again. Boy, that's your truth. It is 13 minutes in front of 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, and this is the build them back up yeah. portion like, of the country and the show, perhaps. It's like
2: Hoosiers. It's what Normandale did in Hoosiers. I've got to break them down to build them back up. Build
1: them back up. All right, Rob, well, let's build them back up. So the great
2: thing about all of this is that if you recognize the enemy you then have the ability to create a plan to defeat that person. And for the overwhelming amount of you hearing my voice right now, now there are many people in the establishment who listen every day, we know that, and we welcome them as well. But for the overwhelming amount of you hearing my voice right now, you need to take a moment and come to the grips that there is a huge, huge, overwhelming portion of your government that absolutely hates you and the power structure that creates that government i'm talking about the political parties in the case of indiana it's the republican party that hate you you saw it yesterday where the john rust thing to some of these people wasn't just about hey let's follow the law they were taking victory laps on social media which is pathetically gross and those people should be ashamed of themselves that you're excited that you played some role and you didn't actually play some role. There were a whole bunch of challenges and they all got roped into one. You're not a hero. You're not a crusader. You're not some guy that deserves a plaque on a wall somewhere. You're a pathetically small person. It's personal hear that that's why I did that. Um, But we we as the public have the ability to recognize the enemy. And the enemy is whether you want to call them the cabal or the establishment or the power structure or the machine, whatever it is, that is the enemy. They hate you. They are about them. And so it is now going forward, us versus them. And you have the ability to decide whether you're going to be a part of us, whether you're going to do what's hard, or you're going to simply take the easy way out and just simply continue to give in to them. The power ultimately lies with Us and yet for some reason, we keep giving it to them. Mm -hmm. There are races galore across central Indiana with candidates who absolutely have done nothing, nothing whatsoever for you. And so you have to decide, are you finally going to hold them accountable? There are government meetings across this state every single day, city councils, town councils, county councils, county commissioners, With people who don't like you and have done absolutely nothing for you. Are you willing to go to the meetings? Are you willing to sacrifice 30 minutes or an hour out of your day, one or two days a month, to say, I matter enough to go bark at these people and go hold them accountable? If the answer is yes, then you have a chance to make a difference. You have a chance to move the needle. You have a chance to make things better. But if you're just going to say, it's too big, it's too overwhelming, I can't make any difference, then quite frankly, not only are you not a part of the solution, you're a part of the problem. (laughs) The problem is these people do not fear you. They do not fear us. They believe we are a joke and we have proven them to be a joke because we never hold them accountable. We never hold them to account. Look at these public, these races going on right now. Who's the leader for governor? Mike Braun. He voted for all those tax increases. He voted for all that government spending. He voted for all that growth of government in 2017. When he was in the Senate, he voted for that COVID money in 2020. And yet he's the leader in the in the campaign for governor. Look at the 6th Congressional District. The front runner is a guy named Mike Speedy. Mike Speedy has been in government since the earth was young and has voted for all the tax increases and all the growth of government and this 37.5% growth in the Indiana budget over the past seven years and all the tax increases. Are you going to roll over and vote dead for this guy? Are you going to roll over and play dead and vote for this guy? You had the power on this. In the fourth congressional district, Jim Baird, who if you were to look up totally worthless in the dictionary, there would be a giant picture of Jim Baird. If you were to look up totally in it for himself, there would be a giant picture of Jim Baird. He has a challenger. The guy's name is Charles Bookwalter. Are you willing to work or meet with that guy and learn if that's a guy for you and do something about it? We have the power, Casey. That is how this tale can end. Mm -hmm. But you have to engage. If you don't go to your school board meetings, if you don't go to your town or city council meetings, if you don't go out and try to help these people who are fighting these politicians at the ballot box, you— You are not being a part of the solution. Simply voting is not enough because by the time many people vote, the die has already been cast and the cards have been counted and the results have largely
1: already been tallied. You said it's too big or too much. You know what it sounds like. It also sounds like the people running for governor who don't want to address the property tax issue in the state. It's too big. It's too much. We'll kick it down the road until later. We'll look into it.
2: Why would they? Why would Mike Braun address property taxes right now? Well, he doesn't
1: oh, need to because he's leading. Exactly.
2: Right. Oh, because you're concerned about it. Mike, doesn't, Mike Braun doesn't give two you-know-what's about your concerns. Why? Because by default, because he's on TV all the time, because he's a senator, he's got 35 or 40 percent of the vote. Why would Mike Braun come on this show and answer actual hard questions about why he voted for the largest tax increase in the history of the state? He believes you're going to roll over and play dead and vote for him anyway. It doesn't matter. It does not matter to them until you make it matter. So you have to decide right now. We are in an election season in the state of Indiana. The primary is all that matters because we are a all red state and a pox on the house of all these Democrats for being so insane and so left and so radical that you can't even make these races competitive. Shame on you, Indiana Democrat Party, but you have to decide right now in primary season, are you willing to engage? Are you willing to take, you would be amazed the amount of difference you can make with an hour or two a week of public engagement. If the answer is yes, come on the team. Come on with us. We're going to be here until they give us the boot every single day, nine until noon, cheerleading you and trying to be behind you and pushing you and putting a wind, you know, a wind at your back. But if you're not willing to do that, Mm -hmm. then don't complain anymore because these people tell you what they are every single day, Casey. Mm -hmm. They hate you. They hate you. You are nothing more than a vote and a donation to them. And you have the ability right now in 2024. This is the uplifting part of the show, Casey. I feel it. You have the ability. You're like Scrooge on Christmas morning. Are you going to say, I'll change? Or are you just going to eat whatever garbage they keep shoving down your face?
1: You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.